Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Sky Sports Fantasy Football Preview, Game Week 36. Um, Niall, it's been a while. How how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm good now. Much better now than I was. Uh, fortunately, we weren't able to record last week because I was down with the, the Lurgy. I had, had COVID. Um, and the second time I've had it, so despite all the vaccinations, I was actually feeling worse than I did the first time. So. Oh, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, I was consigned to my bed, but I have made a full recovery, and uh, unfortunately, my team hasn't made the same, the same <laughs> recovery from where from where it was before it. Uh, as we spoke about the last time we recorded, I've made a miraculous rise up the rankings. I've fallen back a bit, and it's not looking particularly good now. Um, but yeah, I mean, other other than that, um, I'm really good. How are you doing? Oh yeah, I was gonna say you're looking chipper, and. Um... Yeah, because I update the slides every time. The last time you were around 300. So, yeah, dropped a couple of, what, 462, I can see you there. So still still yeah. respectable, but uh, not ideal at the business end of the season, is it? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I've been a little bit ill myself as well recently. Um, it's coming towards the end. Obviously, my rank there, 1769, far off where I wanted, but I made the decision of quite a while ago to go a bit different in the quest for for making gains and unfortunately the man I decided to go against was Harry Kane which was not a good idea because he's been ridiculous for ages however I did have Sun so actually this week my team made a you know it's actually really good I think it was like 107 points or something Sun captain was like 40 plus I had double Chelsea defence they decided to turn up and actually keep a clean sheet which was nice they've been um, yeah punishing me most of the season for going that way so it's a good week recently, but yeah, business end, um, obviously right near. There's only, what, one, two, three, four, five, six game weeks, but then we've got some doubles in there to go. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be tuning in, really, just to see what sort of players they want to go for, maybe for the for the bracket, if you know what I mean, rather than focusing on the individual days, because we have had the fixtures come out since, which is, has helped. And there's a few other little ones that are not 100% confirmed. I think Man City Wolves isn't in there yet a few that could move pending on other things but um, there wasn't too much in terms of navigation that suddenly blew my mind and thought I'm going to need you know I've saved 15 transfers for example 10 because I'm going to have loads of single match days and I need to cover a lot of obscure players it hasn't really worked out like that I don't think so there wasn't too much in the way that sort of threw up anything apart from maybe Man United which we'll discuss but is there anything else that you think that's maybe made it a little bit difficult or it looks fairly easy to navigate doesn't it? Yeah I think you're right I mean I think I was I, th- I don't think I'd be the only person to say that probably thinking we were going to get a lot more difficult games coming towards the end of the season. It's rare that you'd have a situation where I think a couple of weeks ago you had some teams who'd played 
31, some who'd played as little as 27. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of variation between the number of games teams had left, but it's not resulted in a huge number of single match days for us to negotiate. Mm. Um, obviously, there was one last week, which was a dismal well, game to cover. Actually, ended up being quite a good game. The um, Burnley Everton game yeah. gathered in, and obviously you had the Newcastle Wolves game, which was a dismal game. Um, but yeah, it's be, it's not been that difficult to <clears throat> to navigate so far, and, and projecting forward now, looking at the fixtures, I think those who went early and made transfers earlier in the season took advantage of some of those games that other people skipped possibly, and mm. you know maybe were a little bit more bold back yeah. in November, December, have possibly possibly found themselves in a good position or maybe better than I think the rest of us would have predicted. Yeah. That said, I think there are still some opportunities, like some quite clear opportunities for those who do have some transfers held back to to roll the dice and try and make some gains. And I think right now, again, I, I still think that the template has been, been blown out a little bit. So there will be opportunities where the highest, owned player captains may only be you know 20 to 30 percent mm. and so there'll be chance there'll definitely be chances for people to oh, absolutely bring players in and, and, and roll the dice if, if they are in that position where you know they've got nothing to lose and they're trying to to catch up or even if they're right up there at the top of the, the whole leaderboard and they're thinking they can try and you know put the foot down on the pedal and win it so yeah i think, I think it's going to be an exciting end of the season looking at the leaderboard right at the top there's some a lot of managers really really close together so anyone could win it at this stage and i'm looking forward it's probably not going to be me this year but I'm looking forward to seeing how it all pans out and i think we could have a really exciting last day of the day of the season which is always it's always good fun to watch absolutely yeah i just want to echo that every season is a bit different in terms of balancing your transfers and there is a fine balance that which we tried to go through for experience and you know how you can also not use enough transfers as you touched on there um, and there's a little, there's an element of luck to it because if we'd have got a lot of single match days, then suddenly, yeah, you're looking good. But I think going by the averages and stuff, most people have sort of got, you know, between five and like 10, maybe uh, something like that at, at the most, I would say, or may, maybe a few more, but I think between five and 10 is probably a decent number now just to, to filter towards the end of the season. And if you're around that number, I th- that probably feels optimal, I think, to how much you've used throughout the season and the balance. And yeah, um, I think you're right in terms of the roots. There's been a couple of reasons. Obviously, Sal has dipped in form in the fixtures and stuff, dipped in form in terms of at least his output. He's not been in getting the points as, as good as he has been in the past. Um, and then we've obviously had Kane and Son just go absolutely ballistic. So the people that have gone with that heavy front line, and maybe with Salah as well, has forced different options for different people. Um, and, and a lot of different routes we can go, as you touched on there. We've got teams like Leicester still. We've got Chelsea, who have got really good runs and more games than most people, but then their focus is potentially elsewhere, both uh, as of the time of recording on the brink of, of exit, though, from Europe. So does that change change things again? Chelsea are due to play tonight versus Real Madrid. It's looking a bit ropey for them, and um, Leicester is similar, I suppose. So... Yeah, those are two teams with good fixtures and stuff. Maybe we can start looking to them. Some people are looking at Liverpool, who are obviously still in the title race. They're still in Europe, but they don't really rotate that much. Their games are decent. And we've got teams like Man City as well, who, are, um, yes, they managed to get a draw in the Anfield game. 
Um, but obviously the league's not totally wrapped up. They've obviously in, in all the other competitions as well, but their run's really, really good as well, and they've got this extra game to come in. So with only that sort of five to eight and limited places in your team, there's a lot of avenues to think, well, am I going to go heavy on Leicester? Am I going to go heavy on Liverpool? Am I going to look at Chelsea and take the risk? Am I just going to go Man City are the best team? I'm going to go to them. We then throw in the fact that Man United got this single game against Brentford and probably the immediate games in terms of Norwich and stuff look look decent. And it's very tricky. It's very tricky to say, well, this is the route to go, right? Towards the back end, you've got Villa then got like back-to-back doubles and stuff and they start to look a little bit better. There's a whole host of options. Palace's fixtures consistently look pretty good as well, but where's their focus? Very tricky, very tricky. So I think people, yeah, are probably just going to be like, right, where where do I want to focus my attention? So I think one player that I think maybe people haven't got him already, um, or, or I should say team, I'm going to say Leicester. So Leicester, if we start with them, I think their fixtures, I'm trying to bring it up actually on the screen share here. I've got the fantasy football scout ticker. If I sort by the ticker, I just click on overall and uh, games left. Obviously, this doesn't put in the games that aren't scheduled yet. Leicester sit right at the top. They've got most games and the games at the best according to this ticker. So I think having a Leicester player probably looks pretty sensible. But yeah, as I just touched on there with the rotation stuff, who's your? who would you go to? Because it, it seems really tricky, doesn't it? Yeah, so I've already made my decision on Leicester. I've brought in Madison. I think, in hindsight, I still think Schmeichel's a good option as well. I know they're not keeping huge amounts of clean sheets, but he you know, makes saves. He's got, just by sheer volume of games, I think he could be a good option there. Beyond that, it's quite difficult. I mean, I know Barnes obviously didn't play at the weekend, but I suspect he'll play the majority. I think especially if they go out of the conference, um, the conference league, this week, then that might help shape maybe my plans to bring in at least another one Leicester, maybe even two more. So I think maybe we're waiting to see on that. But yeah, Schmeichel, Madison, Barnes, probably the three that I'd be looking at. Yeah. In the in order of Madison, Schmeichel, and Barnes. What about you? Yeah, I don't. I still don't think you can chance the defense. But he changed like the whole back line the other week. And if they go out of Europe, maybe he just plays the same back line from now to the end of the season. But it even before their focus was mainly on Europe, I felt like it was changing. Now, that might just be because they changed up the formations from five to four. They had lots of injuries as well. Maybe there is, I'm not as well you know, versed in Leicester's backline as to who they are, but when I speak to the fans, they don't seem to be particularly well versed in it either. So I think avoiding is just the best policy, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's Madison for the safe option. I think most of the top managers will go to Madison throughout this run if they haven't already. I went Barnes the other week just simply because I wanted to be different because I'm down at this rank. I see no reason for me to do it. But I think if you're going to go for two, it's just Madison and Barnes. I don't think you can trust anyone else particularly. I mean, Tielemans is still there, right? And he's still consistent. I suppose that's a, a pretty boring option. But yeah, Barnes was obviously dropped. He was shocking in Europe the, the game before, though. So I don't think that was much of a surprise. I'm really just, I mean, sorry, Leicester fans, but I just hope they go out to make it a little bit simpler hopefully yeah. for us for the rest of the season. I'd be tempted to only get one, though, despite the run, but I can see the appeal of going for the two. It's just, I don't know. They feel like a team to me as well. I know Madison's probably been getting the points most of the time, but it's what we talked about before, like the Everton-Burnley game, for example. It's like, I don't I don't even know who the standout option is. Richarlison ends up getting an absolute monster hall. Fair play if you went for him, but I would have had maybe Calvert-Lewin, you know, Gray over him, Pickford over him. I could have had anyone if I was going to go Everton at all. could have gone Burnley. Like, it feels a bit lottery-like. Lottery well, Leicester, I think Madison's probably top the top, but I think I don't think it's that far of a dip before you start going to the others, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I think the appeal for me about going for two, possibly, is that you, again, 
if one's not playing, you're sure. going to have someone who is. And like, you don't get to see the lineups for every game, but you do for the next two at least. Um, and then I think there's another midweek game they've got a couple of weeks after where you're getting to see the lineup. Mm. So I think that's 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 nice. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you'd be captaining Leicester players that much, although I think there's a case to be made that you would captain them against Newcastle, definitely. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think I think that's where I'd lean, but I, I, I would say my decision on multiple Leicester players will completely hinge upon whether they stay in Europe or, or not yeah. this week. If, if they stay in, then I'll, I'll be less convinced by it. But if they go out, then mm. I think that might pique my interest a little bit in, in the other options that we've spoken about. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's where I stand with them. It's it's kind of unfortunate that the one team that the one team that've got the most games and there's the greatest appeal on paper, it seems, to load up, load up on have got just such a huge amount of rotation and uncertainty around. Yeah. It would be lovely if they went out and Vardy was available, right? I think he would offer a, yeah. a big differential in a position which we've struggled with most of the season. I know it's a little bit better now because Kane and Son are both there. And obviously a lot of people just want to keep Salah regardless, which you can understand. But it would have forced a few decisions, right? Do you want to keep Kane and Son? Because Spurs is, as good as the form is, the fixtures start to change a little bit, I think, and then, and then numbers and then usage. And do you, do you want both, if you know what I mean? So it would have forced a few decisions, but he's not a factor, is he? So that's that. And I don't think you can trust yeah. Ineacho and Daka. They just seem to rotate too much. Um, Chelsea's the other one then, who are similar, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I think we should maybe work on the basis they just go out tonight. Is that hard? Let's assume they go out. I think that's seems to be the most likely scenario. And then suddenly, most people listening to this will be will know the answer to that question. That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, look, let's let's presume they've gone out. Uh, Real Madrid are not exactly the best team. Uh, or the best version of themselves. But yeah, I still suspect they'll have enough to, to hold on. So yeah, I mean, you were pointing out a really incredible stat, which is, I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'll give you full credit for it, that Mount is the second highest scorer midfielder in the game. Yeah. Which Thanks. feels outrageous, given the fact that he's hardly, it seems he's hardly even played. Um, yeah, it's been and, a bit choppy. The likes of Gallagher, who's seemed for a long time to be churning out, you know, good return after good return, is actually below him. So mm. he's obviously Bowen's number one, followed by Mount. So again, talking about Chelsea, that the entry options are pretty reasonable. There's a few opportunities where you could bring them in. I think for me, you know, you could even go as early as Wednesday the twentieth against Arsenal. And if you look between that time period. And seventh um, of May, you're getting four games for them over the likes of two for Arsenal, you get two for um, for Leeds. You can move on Rafinha. I guess he's got the captain game, but we're going to talk about Palace in a minute. Yeah. So there are opportunities, I think, in the coming the coming weeks to start thinking about loading up on Chelsea options. Again, the only issue is that even even if they do go out of Europe, I think there still will be quite a fair bit of rotation there. Um, yeah. That's an issue. And But I think clearly Mendy and Rudiger, and to a slightly lesser extent, but still Thiago Silva, I think they'll all be they'll all be pretty dependable. And as we saw at the weekend, capable of getting major hauls alongside the likes of Mount. Yeah. I like them because, I mean, like, yeah, they've obviously got great games. They've got extra games. Um you could argue they need to play pretty well now to even keep third, um, because it's not a guarantee. Um, but yeah, if they go out, I suddenly think 
they're kind of like a team where if you really want to catch up, they they have players in their team, as Mount is the perfect example, and Reese James, that could literally get you zero points or thirty points in any given week. I mean, looking through Mount's returns are a joke. It's two zeros, fives, ones, ones, tier twenty nine versus Norwich. He went for a crazy run against Watford West Ham Leeds, where it was 14, 14, 9, 11 at Everton on the end as well there, sorry. So four games where it was consistent. Went back to just trash for a while. And then hit 25 versus Southampton. So he does seem to be a player who's got that in his locker. And I think he is therefore useful. If they go out, he's probably he's only in 1.9% of the top 1K teams, 1K teams. Now, I do still prefer the defenders. I wouldn't say pick Mount over the others. And although he's the second highest scorer in midfielder, it's 158 points, which is some, I think it's some 40 points away from Rudiger, for example. So I still prefer the defenders. But for a Hail Mary, I don't think anyone else will buy him. I think Havertz kind of fits that category, but Mount's probably more in that category, it seems. Um, and yeah, Reese James is another one, right, where... As long as he's fit, which he seems to be playing a little bit cautious this time, I imagine he's going to play tonight. And if they go out, he's their best player at that spot by an absolute mile. So it might be worth it from now to the end of the season to chance it. Yeah, um, whereas right. most people will go Rudiger and Silva and stuff like that, right? And I think having still having Rudiger is, is still a very sensible option. But I think maybe pairing them with a Mount or a James could be that sort of ace you're looking for that outside of a captain punt, get you 20 or 30 points in a week that nobody else is getting. So I do kind of like that as a, as a Hail Mary. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, looking at entry points, I, I know I said the 20th of April, I think I'd probably actually look at the 24th. So you see the lineup playing against, uh, sorry, playing against West Ham. And I'm sitting with Gabriel. I think a lot of people will be sitting with Arsenal players, Saka, Gabriel, maybe some still with Ramsdale. And at that point, so Arsenal will have played 33 games. Chelsea will have played 31. So you're going to be getting an extra seven games versus five towards the end of the season. And Chelsea's games are far superior. So I think the 24th of April is a great entry point to get move off of the likes of Arsenal, if you've still got them, maybe even move off of Tottenham as well um, and and start loading up on, on Chelsea. And again, as you say, hopefully we'll have clarity that they're out of Europe, which does help, certainly from a Sky point of view, in terms of the, the security to start. So I think that's the date where I finally, after all the talk of the last, feels like the last two months we've been talking about when will we load up on Chelsea, when will we load up on Chelsea, I think that'll be the date for me when I'll maybe get at least a couple of them in. Yeah, it looks good. And I think Arsenal's stock at the moment as well seems to be going down a little bit. Just, I know their form's not been great, so it's sometimes that just psychologically affects you and you think, oh, you know, it's not going to change. But it's more... I think there's more uh, backing in it in terms of losing Tierney seems to be a big problem to them and then Partey's been very crucial to them as a defensive midfielder so I don't think it's just on a whim on their form it's more to do with they've had actually pretty crucial injuries there to two quite important players for the way they set up so it does feel like their stock's going down and I imagine you're probably right people will start coming off I think you can still sit on Saka but I think he also applies here I think like a Saka to a mount you know, is that the worst decision there? Maybe not. Um, I don't know if they actually have any individual match days. I think they have one, maybe, if I'm right. It was against Newcastle, remember? Yeah, so I'm just bringing it up now. In game week 40 in Sky, they actually have a single match day versus Newcastle. So depending on your transfers, you know, is it going to be worth it? It's a debate. It's a, it's a debate for everyone. If you've got Saka, maybe it just makes sense just to keep him for that game. But if you're flush with transfers, maybe you can make that move and then come back for whoever you individually like on that day. So just something to bear in mind before you get rid of all Arsenal options. Um, 
<clears throat> okay, so we talked Chelsea, we talked Leicester. Um, I think, it's not, is there any point talking Spurs? I think people have either got Kane and Son, or they've got one of them. Um, and they probably think, well, at the moment, the way they're playing, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep hold of them. Game week 36 in FPL, they've got a double, which involves Liverpool and Arsenal. Looks a bit tough. Is there any points that you were looking to just jump off of Spurs at all? Um, you know, or you, would you be tempted just to ride it out and just say, well, they're just ridiculous and I'm just going to keep them? Well, I think they've, they've obviously got the single match day in May, 12th of May against Arsenal. Mm. Um, so I think you'd obviously want to keep the keep certainly Kane will stay. I, don't, I can't see him leaving. Um, I, I mean, I've got Kulisevsky as well. I know a lot of people have gone for Kulisevsky, Kane, and Son. Who are, mm. I mean, they're laughing right now. They're the ones who are moving up, especially those like you who've been captain, captain and Son. Mm. Um, but I do think we're maybe approaching the the end now in terms of. Let me just read you these games. Oh, I thought that as well. Right, home to Brighton, away to Brentford. Brentford are playing well at the moment. Home yeah. to Leicester. Um, then they've got this Liverpool Arsenal double away to Liverpool. That's obviously tough. Home to Arsenal. I mean, at the moment, you'd back Tottenham to win that, wouldn't you? And then home to Burnley away to Norwich the two games afterwards. So I don't think the fixtures are actually that bad. It's just that other teams have got more, if you know what I mean. And you probably, you're probably trying to look at ways of getting money to focus. But yeah, I don't know. There might be some people who just stick with Son and Kane the whole season and they end up being the highest scorers because of the way they're playing at the moment. It does feel like that. It's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I, I think I'd keep one. I don't think I'd keep both. I think I would look at that opportunity to, to jump off, like you say, after the Arsenal game probably. But you could see why people might want to do it beforehand to... Um, to get other players in, you know, some of the defenders from Chelsea and stuff. It is, it is difficult. And the fact that they've been scoring so highly, you know, there, there aren't that many players at the moment who have been scoring consistently highly. Yeah, right, when you talk about Salah, he's not been doing that great recently. So yeah. I think if you've got them, hold them just now, but uh, there, will, there will come a point in the coming weeks where their games, their overall count of games falls behind, say, some of the others. Yeah. And that'll be the point where you might if they have a different form maybe don't play as well the next couple of games you'll be getting sweaty pams a bit thinking well I could yeah. move them on to a Leicester player. whilst it's great having both of them it obviously does take away a powerhouse captain from another team because you've got two yeah. from one and then also it does give you the opportunity to mess the captain up because you can captain the wrong one although usually when one gets points the other one does as well it's very rare that one hauls and the other one doesn't particularly but um yeah, it, it does give you that option, doesn't it? Which it might not be the worst thing, but it's just something to think about. Um, another team we want to talk about then, we, we said we'll go Palace next then because you mentioned that. I like Palace's run. I think, again, on certain websites when you look, Palace's run comes out right near the top. They Away to Newcastle, home to Leeds, away to Southampton, home to Watford, got the double versus Villa and Everton, and then home to Man United. Now, I believe one of their games could actually move as well to, a, to an earlier time, depending on some other things. But... That seems a pretty nice run as well, doesn't it? I mean, Palace have got a few little budget options. Do any of them tease you? I bought Gallagher back in the other week and he was fantastic versus Arsenal. He was like man of the match, I thought, in that game. Just I don't know if he got man of the match, I can't remember, but he was ridiculous. You know, people say Palace haven't got anything to play for in terms of their league position. Arsenal were competing for the top four and they got absolutely trounced by Palace 3-0 in that game. Now, I don't know if that was just a one-off. They were then obviously a bit ropey this week. Um... Yeah, but I just I think the games overall just look pretty good and they've still got some cheap options. So I think they've got a few enablers there. We were both talking about Zaha the other day, weren't we? And he did end up scoring, but he missed a penalty. And that kind of sums him up, to be honest. Seems, seems risky at all times, but... Yeah, I mean, I think 
I was on the verge of bringing in Zaha at the weekend. I thought the fixtures look good. There's the captaincy game. I think the reason why I didn't bring him in there and then was because they obviously don't play at the weekend. Um, so the next kind of opportunity to bring them in is quite clear because obviously they say they don't play on Saturday or Sunday. They don't play till Wednesday. So I just thought on balance, I'll not bother. I think he did all right. He got six points or something, missed that penalty. I mean, he may be off penalties now, just two absolutely shocking penalties. Granted, they were good good saves, but if you're missing two in a row, there's something clearly wrong. Yeah, I never understood um, why he's on them, to be honest. It always seems like he <laughs> missed when he does it. He, I mean, to be fair, he took an absolute worldie of a penalty like a few games before that, but um, yeah, it, it just never feels confident with me with him. I don't think I've got that, that, that penalty, that shank. Remember that absolute shank he had against Norwich? a few months ago like, I don't think I've got that out of my system when I've seen him step up <laughs> the penalty. he but, put one uh, right in the top corner as well before that I remember like, yeah, yeah, stunned yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so I'd be looking at that obviously the Monday fixture now most people I think in the top 100 that night will be on Rafinha just because he's got high ownership mm. but I think rather than Gallagher who I mean obviously could do really well but I don't think he's looked quite himself and he's not been scoring anywhere near the rate he was at the start of the season. Not to say that he's not going to do that, but I think a game like that against Leeds, counter-attacking match for Palace, I could see Zaha doing really well. And if he does retain penalties, he's a brilliant threat. So he he's through who I think I'm looking at there. I need to roll the dice a little bit, like many of us do. So I think just based upon ownership and the, the, the ceiling that he's got, I'll probably go there. And then after that, they've got a great run, as you say. So after they've got Leeds, they've got... Southampton, Watford, Villa, Everton, and then Man United. So that's a great run towards the end yeah. of the season. If I think it, I'm pointing that night. It fits that thing that we often use, isn't it, where they've got a single match day where you can bring him in as a captain. I think a lot of people may have lost Rafinha by now as well, and then suddenly they run. It's not just for that game, is it, because the run goes on. So, yeah, that was kind of the thinking around, well, you know, where's their focus going to be? Is there any options? And I think I think quite a lot of few people are... They probably won't go Zaha because it's a bit out there, isn't it? And he is a forward, so I can understand. So I think Gay as well. I wouldn't necessarily like him for that game particularly. Although now Biels has gone, maybe it's a little bit better. He's been pretty consistent and he's quite cheap as a defender, getting the passing bonus and stuff. So I think he's another one to to throw out there as well. Um, I still like Gallagher. I still think he can do something, but maybe I'm misguided there. Um, yeah, who else are we going to talk about then? Uh, Man City is another, another obvious name, isn't it? Who, I mean, yeah, they're still fighting for the league. They drew against Liverpool, so it's not done by any means, but it looks like they're driving seat. Obviously still in the FA Cup, still got Champions League. So there's an element, and I mean, it's still Pep Guardiola, so there's still an element of, uh, of, of risk in terms of rotation. But the games just look so damn good, don't they? Home to Brighton, home to Watford, away to Leeds, home to Newcastle, away to West Ham. I'd say normally it's tricky, but West West Ham could be you know, in Europe in the, in the Europa Cup final by then or whatever. We don't know. Looking very leggy, and then home to Villa, and then we still got that Wolves game, like I mentioned, to fit in somewhere towards the end as well for a bonus day, which could end up being an individual match day. I'm not sure on that, but it will be thrown in somewhere there sort of makes sense to me to try and go for well they're the best team in the league and they've got bloody good games so I should look at trying to bring some of these players in yeah I think you're right the games are pretty unreal um, it's find it difficult with them because obviously you've got the chance to bring them in on Wednesday the 20th but then they play the two Saturdays after that right so you're probably looking at that night Wednesday 20th against, against Brighton which is actually the next time they play now I'm sitting with Bowen at the moment, 
and Bowen plays Burnley uh, on the Sunday, I think I've probably got a captain him. And there's a decent number of people sitting on Bowen. After that Bowen's game, he's got Chelsea away, then he's got Arsenal at home. Um, and in the meantime, if you were to move from Bowen onto a Manchester City asset for that game against Brighton, you'd be getting a three for one and you're top Brighton, Watford, Leeds. So if you had the budget, I mean, if you had the budget, like De Bruyne would be an absolute no-brainer. But any of the options, really, whether it's the port, even you could roll the dice, on, you know, maybe on one of the midfielders, I guess the rotation's still... I think still Foden's in. still an option, isn't he? I, I know he hasn't really returned the points as well as you would have hoped, but his stats are still top tier. He's still in, like, the top... If you sort, like, expect a goal involvement of all players in the league um, per 90, Foden's, like, in the top 10. Like, he should have got a lot more points than he has. Um, and he's cheap enough, I think, where, again, he's kind of a little bit of a Hail Mary because you think, well... You know, he doesn't feel like a sky player particularly in terms of he, he's getting a two-pointer if he doesn't get a return. Um, but it, the games are that good and he's probably, out of all the four, the front line, he just seems the most nailed, doesn't he? He's played you know, virtually every game that he's available for. It may change around the Champions League and stuff, but to me, he does feel like... I still think, don't get me wrong, I still think Cancelo, Laporte are the top options. But I feel like if you're going to go for a, another punt uh, in midfield, I feel like Foden... You know, he's the kind of person. These are the kind of players like the Foden, and the Mount, the stuff that could end up, you know, winning you or losing the game. I think I don't think the Cancelo or Laporte's going to win or lose you the games. I think most people are going to go there, and he's just going to be the obvious captains every week. Yeah, and I mean De Bruyne, his ownership is not even five percent; it's four point eight or something like that. So it's yeah, De Bruyne's in there as well. Sorry, I should have mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, the, the absolutely the absolute perfect differential. I think if you've got the budget to go there for that yeah. that run of games. You could captain him feasibly in all three of them too. Uh, and and he's been hauling and he played brilliantly the weekend. I mean he should he was so unlucky not to get more than uh more than I think he got at the weekend. He, he could have he could have had twenty points like he did against Man United. So yeah, I think he looks like right back to his best. And yeah, I think if I had the budget I'd be I'd be looking at him for that Brighton game and then keeping him for that run. The only thing to say on that is if they get to the Champions League semi-finals and Liverpool have somehow dropped points and the league looks secure, then you'd worry a bit, wouldn't you? And especially on the final day, you know, if Man City are um, more than three points clear and it's the final day and they're also in the Champions League final, there is literally no reason to play him. Now, they might, you know, Pep does use rhythm and stuff occasionally, doesn't he? But you'd, you'd certainly worry. So there's still a worry, but I think that's been there the whole time. And those that haven't worried about the worry have, have benefited massively because I had... I was talking to you before we started recording. I've had De Bruyne in my B team just because I haven't cared about it or focused and I've had him as captain every opportunity and that's absolutely stormed up the leagues. Like, yeah. I, was, I was nowhere to begin with because I just hadn't been focusing on it at all. Just left transfer. I've got like 15 left or something or 20 even. Um, but yeah, I've had De Bruyne captain virtually every time he's played and it's absolutely been flying me up the league so I can see why people want to go there. It's um, it's hard though, isn't it, to generate the money in that position in the, in the Sky team, isn't it? That's, that's the issue with Kane, Son, Salah, all the all the expensive defenders, it's hard, but that's also as positive, isn't it? It's like, well, no one else is going to go there, so I'm going to go there. So again, I, I you know, I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I think he's a good option. I'm just going to check his ownership actually, because I'm not actually sure. He might be more owned than I think. He's in 4.9 percent, the top 1k. Yeah, solo, it's solo, and he's just been churning out points. Yeah, I mean, in other seasons, if we'd have said to you, we're beginning the season, the Bruins pretty nailed on. He's going to get. <laughs> you know, he doesn't always get the part. He used to get passes a lot, didn't he? Because his role was slightly different. He doesn't know so much anymore, but he seems to be more of a 
more of an actual goal scorer these days from open play as well. Um, and the assists never change. And obviously, man of the match is always his. So you, you just wouldn't have turned him down at that price, 11.5. We were willing to put Pogba and stuff in our team at around the same price. So he should be a no-brainer, wouldn't he? Yeah, totally. And, and I think, I mean, clearly there's a title race on. Both Liverpool and Manchester City are going to be going to hell for leather to win it. Rotation, you would think, would be less than it would normally be at this time of year. I think we both expected that Man City were probably going to run away with the league, but they haven't. Yeah. And another player who I think I'm going to look at, there's a chance to start stacking up again on Liverpool players as well as Man City. I think... Yeah. I, I think Where would I, your I focus be then, sorry? Because I think a lot of people, like we've talked about a lot of teams and a lot of good options, but you literally can't have them all. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, do I go with the Leicester options? Do I carry on with Spurs? Do I decide to go with Chelsea? Do I look at Man City? I think all of these are good, but if you say who you're going to pick over the other, we've also got Liverpool as well. Is there any one that you think you would prioritise above all others? Like if you had to, if you're in that situation, I think it, I think it depends on. I think it really depends on where you are overall. I think if you're if you you're trying to chase someone who's ahead of you, you're trying to chase a league, then. I think going for someone like De Bruyne, where who's got a huge ceiling, could you know rocket you up hundreds of places in the space of a couple of hours. Then, you, then I think that's that's maybe where I'd lean. I think if I was higher up, you know, the winning leagues that I wanted to, I was in a comfortable position and I didn't really feel like gambling. Mm. I'd maybe I'd look, I'd be looking at Liverpool and Manchester City defenders. Yeah, um, just because of the steady points returns <laughs> that you get in there. I think and, that's where it, that's where this right. Exactly. That's the thing they have over Chelsea, right? Yeah, and and I think I'd probably be looking at Cancelo and Laporte, obviously Van Dijk. I think I'd also I'd also have a little think about Matip as well. He seems to be playing a lot, and you're obviously you're going to have those big names at the back. You're going to have to find someone who's a little bit cheaper, and yeah. he's he's been doing, he's been doing really well. Um, I like so I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't deter anyone from thinking about him as well. Um, and there are. Ample opportunities, I guess. Well, I say ample. There are there's a really good opportunity to bring in Liverpool players for that upcoming Everton game. Although there is still some rumours that that game could get could get moved depending on what happens with the Champions League. Yeah, and they um, play they play against Man United on a single match day as well, so you could yeah. do it before that if you wanted. You could do it then. Depending on who you're taking out, obviously. Yeah, Canate seems to be playing in the Champions League, doesn't he? Unless, it, well, he certainly played the last one. I haven't been keeping tabs on it to be honest, but it seems like he's probably getting those games, and Matip gets the Premier League games. I, I could be wrong, but he seems worth. Again, he's at that price where it feels like you could, you could be worth it, and he looks like a ten point in nearly every game, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, I, I really like that. I do think that route is another route. Like, I think sometimes, do you hedge your bets or you just go right? I'm just going to say right, Man City. I'm going to not go there. I'm going to chance that they don't do anything and they do continue to rotate because they carry on. And I'm going to go Trent, Robbo, Matip and, and really heavily focus on one area. That's something that appeals you to you because that's the kind of stuff I've done a lot in the past. And you, I know you've done it as well, where you've heavily focused on a certain team. But when there's so many good teams, I don't know whether hedging your bets is a better idea or not. It's tricky. Yeah, and I think this is, this is it. I think that's why this is going to be a really exciting finish for those who are chasing the top 100 or in it, in it and they're trying to push as high as they can because there are so many different avenues as we sit recording this I mean I could make the case that you could load up on City you could load up on Chelsea you could load up on Liverpool you could try and you know go after those differential midfielders and strikers who've got high ceilings like you know we talked about the likes of Zaha people have you know got on Bowen 
Uh, we've seen how the Son, Havertz, Mount, Fangs, Havertz, yeah. Mount, all those players, all those players are options. But I do think it just comes back to what your goals are for the season and whether you're in a position that you're trying to consolidate or you're trying to push on. Mm. I'm in the position where I'm going to try and push on. I know you are too, but there will be some, and we're totally aware that people listening to this must, you know, everyone's in different situations. And I think if I was in that, in that, you know, right at the top of the game and I was happy with my rank currently, I'd be looking to double down on the defences and and, and try and have a spread of, of the different teams too, so that you don't get caught on the wrong side of, no, whether if one starts yeah. dominating and the other one doesn't. Yeah, I I completely agree. I still think it's the sensible way to play at the end of the day. We've we've learned from many seasons that these you can include the fullbacks now, but I think the defenders, especially the centre backs from the likes of Liverpool, you know, Man City, if you can afford them, are just they're worth their weight in gold. They're, they're even if they fail, they still succeed. We say it all the time. You know, these get Laporte and and etc. and um, Cancelo are getting five pointers, you know, even if Watford somehow managed to score against them. So they're, they're just great. The only other thing I really want to touch on you before we end, Nile, is just to look at Man United because obviously they have got this individual day coming up. Um, they've obviously got uh, two games quite close, although one of them is away to Liverpool, the other one being home to Norwich. So we've got home to Norwich, a single day away to Liverpool where most people will have a Liverpool captain. So I'm not sure that factors too much, but it is an extra game. Um, they then ha- play away to Arsenal, so a pretty tricky t- um, game, but Arsenal not in the best of form. And then finally in game week 38, they're home to Brentford. Um, it is kind of annoying because they play the Saturday after as well, so it's not like, uh, well, I say that's useful, but a lot of the other teams that you maybe would move someone out for, so Liverpool, Spurs, yeah. all play on the same day. So it's tricky to see any games. Would you... The way Man United are playing, and I don't think anyone will probably have a Man United player as it is, do you think it's just a default, I have to get one, and I have to have one for captain in that game, and that's the way I'm going to do it, and if it costs me transfers, I'm going to do it, or do you think you can avoid it? You possibly could avoid it, but the risk will be high, because obviously, single match day, end of the season, it's you know Ronaldo's ownership, you suspect, would be pretty damn high. Um, I think... For me, it's a it's a leave it and assess, right? It's a Monday night game, which is good. So you don't need to make any decisions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You can wait until the night, see what the lineups are, and then and then if you want to make a move, make a move, mm-hmm. um, which I think is helpful. So I think that's what you know. Regardless of where you are right now, I think I'd probably look at it that way. And if if you arrive at the second of May that night that the game's on, and you're you know you've got two transfers left and you're really worried about players that you've not got and you need to make another transfer here and there, then yeah, I can understand why you might want to skip it. Mm. And there's every chance that the way that Man United are playing right now, that they'll do nothing and it'll be, it'll be a waste for all of us who roll the dice. But yeah, I, I, I would personally, I think personally I would want to cover it, but I'm doing nothing. I'm going nowhere near Man United right now. Until <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also, as, as well, you know, Tony has been one of the best points returners in the last four or five game weeks across the whole sky. He's been brilliant. So there may be, if you've not got the budget to go all the way to to Ronaldo, maybe you, you know, maybe you'd want to bring in someone like Tony, whose games actually to the end of the season from that point are pretty decent. Yeah, um, not bad, yeah. 
from the Monday night. So yeah, that, I think that could be an alternative as well. Uh, if you've not got the budget and you don't want to use multiple transfers to then bring in a player like Ronaldo, who, you know... It does fit the th- bill. I mean, if you could maybe get an injury that weekend, couldn't you, to one of yeah. your other players. Don't have three forwards. So let's say one of your midfielders or defenders gets injured. And then suddenly it could change, couldn't it, where you think, well, rather than get Ronaldo, I'll get Tony in. And then he's got Southampton at home, away to Everton, home to Leeds, which is a nice little run after. So I like that. I'm with you. I think you wait to that night. Um, I think if you've really got really few transfers and you don't fancy it, then I wouldn't force it. I think you just leave it. But I think if you're certainly, you know, I, I keep saying about win the game, but I'm talking win your mini league, wherever you are and whatever you want to do, you know, whatever your goal is. Um, I think covering is still the safest option, even if you think they're going to fail like you. I think because I just believe that Ronaldo or Bruno Fernandes, I suppose you could add in there, one of those two, more likely Ronaldo, I think, um, will be bought in and droves and will be captained. And it could be season-ending. That's the bottom line. He, he, I mean, he scored 23 points, I think it was, versus Spurs. It's not been great, but he is the kind of player, big, highly-owned player with a nice, easy, you know, I say easy, a decent game on paper who can hit two or three, get penalties. I mean, he may just be rubbish and get two penalties. We've seen that happen this season, and that could be season over at that point. So, yeah, I think if you're sitting with any any sort of transfers around the five or above op- uh, amount when you get to that game, I think you just probably do it, you know, to, to just cover it off. But, yeah, everyone's going to be in different situations, and Tony is an alternative, I suppose. Um, I think if I was less than that, not fancying it as well, yeah, I'd be tempted to get to, to sort of, avoid it but you know the risks you know the risks for a game like that unfortunately um yeah anything else at all you want to say Niall or are we about done I think that was it I think obviously the coming weeks are going to be really exciting for everyone who's chasing leagues or holding off leagues or you know trying to win the trying to win the whole game so uh looking forward to seeing how it all pans out and wishing everyone the absolute best of luck as we approach the business end of the season um I think for us Luke it's probably going to be an inquisition we're probably going to have to come back on one of these pods and have a lessons learned we'll go through everything we did you know lance those boils and and try and you know clear our heads into next season but maybe we're still maybe we're maybe i'm projecting a bit too far forward (laughs) i think already now i know it after our great start we both just went too heavy in chelsea and they just didn't deliver and that really derailed our season i decided to go differential a bit earlier than you uh, you know, we're not going Kane and stuff, and I think that's probably been the main. There's been other things as well, but I think that's probably the main difference, which has mean that you've quite crept it back a little bit more than I have. Um, but yeah, I think that's what derailed our season is the faith in Chelsea and what they're going to deliver. I still believe though, at those prices, you know, the ridiculous prices that Rudiger and Silver and James and stuff—they're just too cheap. With they're going to pay every week and get what what they were doing, it's just they haven't played every week, have they? So I just have to accept that. You know, Christensen was one, for example, who looked pretty damn. Nailed for a period, didn't he? Then he had his contract. I'm not going to get into it now. We'll oh, talk. Good. We'll talk about it for next season or towards the end. But yeah, good luck, guys. Whichever way you decide to go, I don't think any way's wrong. I think that's the other thing. I don't think we could, we can't even sit here and say, yeah, you go Liverpool, you go Man City, you go Chelsea. I think they're all great options, and there's going to be a high amount of variance. So good, good luck. Whichever way you go, you're going to need it. Uh, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. Catch you later, guys. <laughs>